Hey, and welcome to a review of round four Super Rugby this week. And with me is uh, Blake. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm, I'm good, Richard. I'm good. That's, that's good. And uh, Jim, how are you, mate? Going swimmingly. Swimmingly. Talking of swimmingly, I feel the Tars are doing swimmingly well right now. The, the terrific Tars do, you know, great win at the weekend. The Tars are on the out, boys. And as that was the last game in the round, surely that's the one we're going to start with. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start. Let's start. Let's get in there. Is it uh, a case of um, they were right about Gibson? Remember, we're all like, oh, you can't sack a coach. He didn't have a fair budget. It was COVID. Paul Gibson. They got rid of him. Coleman's got the same 30 bums delivering week in, week out. Was the Tars ball Week right? in, week out. What's this two shit? They lost last week and they beat the draw by They beat the force by five. They look great. How dare you bring us down like this, Jim? <laughs> Ireland lost. Ireland beat England. My football team lost this weekend. This is what I'm clinging to, Jim. Why are you raining on my parade, man? Because I want everyone to just calm the farm and cool the jets because, yes, they're playing with a tenacity unseen. Yes, they're getting a decent-sized crowd at a shoebox venue, but they are still a long way away from being competition. How about you cut the cynicism, Jim? Let me go through the Super Rugby Pacific ladder. One, ACT Brumbies. Two, Queensland Reds. Three, I don't know, some crappy team. I think they're called the Crusaders. Mm. Four, the New South Wales Waratahs. Mm. That is Australian dominance. Either way you cut it, Jim, facts are facts. What a farce. The Tars, the tars are going swimmingly. And what a know, farce that is. And what a joke. What, and I, I saw them spruik it too. And do you know what, Jim? <laughs> I saw a video of the boys and the female Super Women's team. Awesome result, by the way, weekend. They were singing that Waratah song with passion and collegiality connected. That is awesome, man. Well, I think you're dancing around the C word there, Richard. Oh, I didn't want to oh, go there. wasn't the word I had in mind, but that's fine. <laughs> um, culture, Jim, culture. The Tars culture looks outstanding. Now, in all seriousness, but we've got to celebrate their achievements, and they have come a very, very long way from last season. A lot to like about this New South Wales Waratahs team. I'm here to talk about Harris, Harrison, and all of the other Harricks. Um, it's hard to follow with the amount of Wilsons and Harrys running around the country at the moment, um, but I really, really enjoyed um, the Waratahs, and I guess number eight, Will Harris, is having a belter of a season, um, and then Harrison, at fullback, what a revelation he was. Uh, he just added uh, uh, that playmaking ability. You know, Newsom back out on the wing, probably where he uh, deserves to be. This Didn't season. know he was on the field. Oh, he made one He made one nice step at one point, I remember out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Harrison adds a lot in that position. Defensively, he still needs to improve his game. But I thought, um, yeah, he's uh, uh, he looked good in that position. The thing about the Tars, a bit of realism for the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of positives, but... Yeah. Um, I still feel like I still feel like they, you know, don't make enough clean breaks. They're not clinical enough in the in the final twenty-two. And you're right, Blast for me. <laughs> uh, and other than um, Jed Holloway, who I think's you know one of his, he's having a great season so far. One of his best for a while. Uh, but still, there's a lot. There's a lot more that that pack could do around the park um, and getting clickable. So there is some areas for development, but we. I don't want to be too down because, as I say, it's a long time since they won two games in a season. Yeah, well, I find two games in the season. The way you're carrying on, it's still in the trot. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. It's back on, everyone. Fill the stands. 
Oh, I it's agree not like with... that, mate. They're, they're pl- their execution is still a little askew. Yes, there's progress. Yes, you can see that. Yes, there's culture. Yes, there's ownership. But I'm still waiting to see more. And they're not, and they're not going to get tested for another few weeks. So maybe they'll get some momentum over the next week, two weeks, three weeks before they pay, pick up another big challenge. But, um, look, it's, it's progress. It's good for Australia. So I'm on board. Yeah, I agree with your pragmatism. Of course, the Tars aren't actually sitting fourth uh, in terms well, they, of the competition. They we know all are. of that. <laughs> no, I know that. But in terms of the power rankings, the which we'll do later, that's something I'm bringing to this podcast, power rankings. I love we'll power rankings. We'll visit those later, the power rankings for the tournament. Um, I, I just think we need, to, we need to celebrate and enjoy it. Um, the, the New South Wales fans have been crying out for a season like this for years something to get around. And I think um, the young talent looks promising and looks like there's potential there. So I think, you know, a, a packed-out stadium at Leichhardt, Waratahs winning at home, um, yeah, it's probably as good as it's going to get this season. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy Harrison's return to 15 and then try in the corner and how good the Tars looked. Um, let's get around them, boys. This yeah. isn't their full-strength side either, right? No. Like, you've got to throw a Lockie Swinton in there for some aggro. I'm big on Ron Jeremy at seven running around there. He's doing a real good job. But outside of this, it's not their, it's not their full strength. Yeah, if you actually add in there, all jokes aside, Ned Hadigan is not a very good international player. But if you had him in, you had Hoopre and you had Gordon back I, I heard he just signed a contract with Argentina, man. What do you say? That's, that's terrible, man. Um, what a, it's, it's definitely got growth. It's definitely got growth in this thing. But can I just say just about the, just continue on the Tars. It's really disappointing though, is the fact is they were building momentum at 7,000 people that were at Leichhardt the other day and then next week against the Rebels to try and build on that momentum. We're going to play at the freaking SCG. You know, just it's a shitty, it's a great stadium. I love it. It's one of my favourite cricket grounds in the world, but it's just not a great place to watch rugby. It's just a shame. Absolutely it's trash, yeah. It's just a shame it's not going to be back at... Uh, uh, back at Leichhardt or somewhere, you know, that, that's a smaller venue, as you say, to build that 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 uh, momentum. It looked like that afternoon had something about it, man. Mm. I mean, I didn't manage to get down there. The book signing got postponed, but it looked like it had something about it. I'll be lining up there next time. And then the Brumbies aren't playing there. That's the, that's the tragedy of it all. Yeah, I know. It's, um, just... it's down in Canberra, or was down in Canberra. Um, look, I just want to jump on your point, Jed Holloway, Richard. As a uh, Southern Districts boy, I remember watching him carve up in club rugby, absolutely carve up, and looks like um, an absolute mountain of a man when he's playing club rugby. He just towers over everyone else. Um, and as someone from that club, it was sort of always disappointing watching him never deliver at this level. Um, it's been fantastic to see him delivering. He's the he's the beating heart of that pack at the moment. And it's um, great. He's the second rower they haven't had for years. And I think it's great that he's finally nailed his position. You know, he's tried to play uh, back row, but I think it's clear now just in terms of his body type and the way he's playing that, that second row is his position and he just needs to stay there now and continue to grow um, metaphorically. Uh you know, in, in, in his position at the moment, which he's doing really, really well. I think he is a touch short for a second row at that level, though. But in terms of um, a comparison, he's much more of a second rower than he is a back rower in terms of his physical I, th- I think so. Level. At this stage of his career, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll pay that. He's not, um, but not agile enough for the six or seven or eight role for me. He is still a hybrid. Um, and I think that has limited his progression to the gold jersey fundamentally. Um, but, boys, this is a Tars team. 
without Parecki, without Gordon, without Hooper, without Beal, and most importantly, without Ted Flanagan. Um, in all seriousness, you put those five boys back in into this operation with Parise and Fichetti in the centres, Donaldson arriving at 10. Um, I don't want to get too excited about Will Harrison at 15, but, but you know, fingers crossed there. Um, there's, there's something to be excited about. And, and Richard, you're the Tars fan here. Um, you know, is is the back end of this season and next season, you know, it's a young squad. Should Tars fans be excited? Should should they be happy? Should they be getting tickets to the SCG to say they saw the Tars oh my before God. they arrived? Is it time? Or are they, you know, are they shit as Jim thinks? Do you know what? What do you, what do you reckon, Richard? They'll be meeting at Central Station, man. The blue, sky blue flags will be waving as they meander down there in their Marching ho- up for Vaux. Yeah, <laughs> in their horse. We are ta. That's it. <laughs> and do you know what? There's a, there's a British say where it's it's, it's, um, it's it's better it's better worse when you're the underdogs because it's the hope that kills you. Because now there's hope that you are actually going to be building something, and then yeah, pressure pressure's back. Yeah. So suddenly, from always being underdogs, or um, you now go into a game against the rebels where you're favourites because of the, the ridiculous rebels at the moment. Um, and then you go against the Reds the weekend after, and if you beat the Rebels, there's even more pressure because everyone's thinking, yeah, we're on a roll. So um, I think to answer your question, Blake, if you can't be, you can't look forward and get excited now, you never will be because, you know, you've got uh, young players coming through, but the pressure will start to increase and you're not playing with house money anymore. You're playing with uh, expectation and pressure. I think they are playing with house money this season, though. Oh, I, I, think I genuinely think they are. Okay. And I, I don't think you've had pressure. that luxury. Now, there's added pressure here because we're talking about guys coming in and some momentum coming on. I mean, it's a two-win season. It's already a success. And the names in which you just rattled off there that are missing from this squad, particularly Beal, put them uh, put them in, but be wary of what that could contribute to the actual momentum and, and continuity. No, I thought you were going to say the C word. No. <laughs> I'm working up to it. I'm on my second one here. But no, but seriously, like these guys could come in and change the, <laughs> the culture. Oh, here they, we they go. really could. They could, have a, they could have a negative impact into this shit. They really can. Because here's some young dudes yeah. with some confidence. Should we, should we talk about the force now? Yeah, I was going to say, I've got a certain amount of TARS that I can tolerate each week, and, and we hit my limit about, about three or four minutes ago. So let's jump over to the force. I, I just want to say one thing that I think they got wrong was dropping prior at halfback. Um, not because I think he's, you know, a world-class number nine or anything, but I think he, to use the C word, um, I think he's the club captain. Uh, mix it up on you there, bitches. You like that? Um, I think he's the club captain, but I just think you need that. You need some continuity. Such a young backline. Um, they, they need the continuity of that 9-10 channel. So I think that was a bit of a mess. Um, and I also think they're missing Kurandrani this season. Um, just that that train track go forward in the centre. Um, I think Goodwin, you know, what do we used to call him, the unevolved Pokemon. He's got all the skills, but he doesn't seem to have the physicality at 13 um, that the other Australians' teams possess at the moment. So they're lacking, I think, for Pasatoa to feed someone to crash him forward. Um, Matiali is doing that on the wing, but I reckon they need a centre offering a bit of that. So I don't know, just my thoughts there. And I just thought they were caught napping a little bit the force here. Yeah. Um, they delivered in the second half, didn't they? 
I, I absolutely agree with that. If you actually do look at the stats, it's something like 20 percent possession in the in the first half, which is uh, which is crazy. You know, the fact that they actually got in within five after only having twenty percent uh, or time in the opponent's half in that first half probably need more credit than um, what's due. Uh, than what they're going to get. But yeah, I think the force have taken a bit of a step back. Um, and next week, I, I, I look to see them, um, do, you know, push on. I even think the the makeup of the back row, I know obviously it's important to get Thrush in. Um, uh, and Lee Warner's been playing well at second row, but I'm not sure the makeup of that back row is completely right either. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I want to give you credit, Jim. I think you said that there, that Reds game is hugely important for them. Um, and I think you're right. I think losing that one, they just came into this one already beaten and then had to wake up in the second half. Um, you know, they what could have been two on the Jonathan um, is now looking like, oh, another disappointing fourth season, another rebuild. It, it does come off like that. And I think the back line is vastly inexperienced here. Nine, 10 and 12, like all of those dudes are really getting a taste of full-time footy for their first time this year. And it equates to just looking at this team sheet, man, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, all ex-Brumbies. All came through that sort of system, even though a couple of them are uh, New South Welshmen. But I think there's a vast amount of lack of experience here. Um, and I think that might come through as the season progresses. I think it's going to be tough, tough treading from this point onwards. Oh, I agree entirely with that. It's It's the Brumbies. B team from the last two seasons playing, but given their age, um, I actually think just the only course of action for them is to stick with it. Pick prior, um, yeah, yeah. As your experience number nine, the radar ten and twelve, just keep picking them. Don't don't, don't go to the Kahui well. Don't go to McIntyre. Just pick and stick. Um, and the pay is one or two years down the track. Um, I think they'll be paid. They a, There's a lot of talent with these players. One or two years down the track, they get a tar contract. <laughs> now the coin's all in in Twiggy Town, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, can I just say, we, right? I didn't think we mentioned it last week, but talking about the the, the coin and Twiggy, um, one of our one of the followers tweeted out about the Super Rugby. Isn't it uh, awesome that the Western Force are actually paying their Super Rugby women's team um, this year? One of t- only two, I believe. So yeah, uh, them and the Rebels, which yeah. is, I mean, it's not amazing though, is it? Like it's it's shit. It's it's shit, but what I'm saying is at least at least there's a starting point. It's amazing that they've actually put the money up. It'd be great if every franchise did the same when we had because there's amazing athletes out there. When we gave this the 50 decide game the same amount of coverage as we do we do the sevens. Um because obviously the sevens are doing fantastic well in the in the series and obviously we want we want the game to grow and with the World Cup coming yeah. up, um, that's what it's all and about. You, and you get the quality you pay for, you know. Mm-hmm. So so be careful when you throw that around. I mean, this podcast is no different. If we were getting a couple of dollars in the back pocket, Jesus, wouldn't we do the research? Jim might have done his homework if there's oh, a couple geez. of dollars for coming his Wouldn't way. those stats start getting decimal points, Richard? Um, oh, look, mate, they, they already do. I just don't want to, I just need to dumb it down to you two boys. <laughs> oh, um, no, but what I would say, what I um, really enjoy about the Super W at the moment, I, I haven't really caught much outside of the highlights. That one Tars try from the front rower was one for the bloody ages doing the rounds on the socials. Um, but what I'm really admiring from the rugby audience is the um, how behind it they are on Twitter. Uh, when the Kiwi game is on, all of the Australian rugby fans are tweeting about the Super Rugby Women's. Um, and it's just bloody brilliant to see. And um, I'm, I'm usually chasing a toddler around, uh, but it's just brilliant to see. And yeah, go on, Richard. 
No, I was just going to say there was the awesome Fijian try in the corner against the Reds as well from left to left to right with the offloads. Great finish in the corner. Uh, bashed off the the other the, the red in the quarter and finished. So yeah, yeah some great tries um, in the in the Super Rugby. Um, yeah, good, really well, good competition. Um, uh, just the, before we move on to the Suncorp, uh, great time slot, two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. No, like terrible, terrible for a father. Terrible. Sorry, just to like, throw it out there of a three-year-old. Terrible, man. Got to take, got to take him out of the game. Get down to Leichhardt. Yeah, that, that is the shout. Um, well, there's some other rugby news. Obviously, we're going to go through the games, but should we just jump around a bit of rugby news while we're here? Mix it up. Do you want to go? Uh, all right. So, first word that comes to your mind when you think Michael Checker, Argentina coach. Go, Jim. First word. Ted Flanagan, I told you, signed him. He's on, he's on his way over. Mate, that's that's more than one word, Jim. That's why I dumb it down. Fair, oh, shit. I'm struggling too then. Uh, fair play. There's still two words, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just think fair play to him, you absolute dog trader. No, um, in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, he's been working like he doesn't need the coin. That guy's loaded. Um, he obviously is doing it for the love of rugby. It's bringing a lot to his travel calendar. Um, he clearly wants to do it. He's been in and around the squad. He thinks he's got something to offer. Um, and watching his stand coverage, you realise he's more than the buffoon who told the Wallabies not to kick. Um, he actually knows a thing or two about rugby. So I think good on him for doing it. And Argentina have been probably steadily going backwards. Um for the last couple of years, so they certainly need an injection. And I think he's the type of bloke, oh, shit, I'm going to say it again, who can bring short-term cultural change. (laughs) He does demand ownership as well. I just think you listened to him when he did that little stint last year with the Argentinian team is a lot of the, the chat coming from his lips was not necessarily about dominating play. It was all about creating an opportunity to stay in the game. And yes, they are not a top-tier nation, Argentina. Not not the one they were two, three, four years ago. Um, so, I, so I do wonder about what his role is. Is it to build a foundation and, and grow? Because there is a bit of a turnaround of talent there. All those old names we used to throw around, they're, they're sort of on their last few good years. Um, so I don't know what was discussed at the, uh, the table, but um, I think that's got a lot to do with what his actual role is and how long he'll be there. Well, a bit out of the World Cup, I imagine. And I reckon that's the type of injection you want yeah. with someone like him. Go yeah. in there, rally the troops. Yeah. yeah. Swap yeah, the it, blue for a slightly lesser blue. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, by the way, just in terms of the time frame. I, I think he has a clear uh, timeline, a clear start and finish like, uh, to make that short-term um, uh, win. I think as soon as the World Cup finished, I think they'll, they'll move on to a younger person, uh, potentially within the Argentina setup. Um, to create a long-term, you know, uh, pathway to the top. Uh, but you're absolutely right to make that uh, short-term game with the group of players that they have. They need to they need to do it now, otherwise they never will. Um, so good on him. All right, well, should we jump to the next one then, the Reds Drua, which was, um, you know what, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, and I know you, you, you probably won't agree, but it, this is the rugby report card game of the round. You're right, I don't this agree. Is game, this is the game of the round. Right, I got right. three texts from you at about what time was kickoff? At about 8:20. 8:20 saying this is an indictment. There needs to be depositions. There needs to be courtroom hearings and public documentations yeah. of those conversations. I think it was also because this is a this is fucked. Yeah, I think it was also 
this is shit. If this is what rugby's uh, got, got to, I'm turning off, man, and watching Richard, the NRL. let it out. It was worse than that. <laughs> I legitimately turned to the NRL. It was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but game of the round. Game of the round. Yeah, game of the round. Game of the round. Game of the round. Game of the round. Let, well, let's start with the ugly, and then we'll get to the sublime because there was plenty of sublime. Um, it, it, uh, ah, you know, uh, ah, what do you want me to say? I, I, I do this 50 times a season. It was the literal worst of the worst. It was like the quintessential archetype of why the sport's a disgrace. Um, it was comical. Check, check, check. They stopped for 11 minutes. They stopped the game for 11 minutes to send three blokes off for fucking nothing. It was it was just disgraceful. Even the most ardent, think of the lawsuits, think of the children, people out there thought this was a disgrace. Um, it was comical. Fix the rules. It, uh, and the worst part is, is because they stopped it to look at one, well, of course there were two more. You stopped the game anywhere. You could find a yellow card. First of all, that's so awesome. check check at any point of the game, you could find yourself a yellow card. It's just mind blowing. Two minutes later, Patea take it in the air, play on. That's I'm cool with it. No one else, no one else seems to care. That was fine, just because they didn't say check check. We got to continue to watch the game. In the first half, was it three disallowed tries for check check, and then three yellow cards for check check, and that half took seventy five minutes. You do oh, realize just the worst. You do realize they they don't actually say check check. You do realize that, yes. Whatever they do, Matt, it's some clown doing an interpretive dance in the middle of the field. Well, I was about to say fifty thousand people, but ten thousand people suffer, bored out of their brain, and everyone else at home changes the channel. Yeah, first sixty minutes was a tough watch. Let's be honest. Um, the last twenty got a bit champagne, and obviously got a bit thrilling with the uh, Fijians. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, having that line out stolen in the end, but uh, yeah, the first the first sixty minutes was a tough, tough watch. And look, I wouldn't even, no, I wouldn't yeah, even say I wouldn't it was. Even, I, I thought say. the rest of it was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the football outside of that one moment. No, even even the, the yellow cards aside, I think the, the game was just too was too slow. There was a lot of infringements. There was a lot of petty petty refereeing along the way as well. So uh, it does seem to happen more often than anywhere else up in Queensland. These types of games. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's. A well, I, I was going to say, like, I actually think it's been okay this season. Like, I, I haven't come on here and done this rant, and you to have bit your tongue as I just go off my soapbox. Um, I actually say, look, what are we round round four? Did you say Richard at the start? Yeah, round four, and um, yeah, it's the first time it's really came to the fore. Um, so, how, how many games around? You know, one out of twenty. That ain't terrible. But it's just a reminder that the rules are flawed. Now, I'm sympathetic for the ref because once you've looked at it, well, you've got to follow the framework. Yeah, your hand's forced, isn't it? Like, it's the stupid rules that are the problem. Um, and it was a case of Tupo hit the first bloke. He was part of the tackle. So the bloke went flying. So that's what he wanted to check. It's, it's just absurd because it was a big hit. They checked it. And then because they checked it, he had to give three yellow cards. Um, ah, it's just anyway, anyway. So I actually think rugby, it hasn't been that bad. I know I'm going on here, going, blowing my lid, um, but it didn't happen the rest of the round. 
we'll, we'll get to the Six Nations. So we'll get to that. Um, but I actually think, it, you know, it, it's not that bad. Um, I thought the rugby was great in between that. I, I think all that happened was um, Queensland put the, the pool cue in the rack and called it a day at the 60th minute, uh, pulled off James O'Connor um, and pulled off all of their international players and were playing with the B-string team. Um, and, it, and it really was opportune tries that Drew was scored and all of a sudden there was scoreboard pressure and it was game on and it got really, really exciting. But, but I actually think had it been refereed a little bit differently and the Reds were a little bit more clinical, they could have been 20 or 30 points clear by the 60th minute. They were dominant um, until, the, until the yellow cards. Um, they could have been well clear in this one. But fair play to the Drua. That is a lot of heart. You know what? I'm, I'm excited to uh, watch them to continue to grow because, um, you know, I, obviously I know the, the set piece let down at the end, but I think it's really good that we're seeing them evolve. Um, and by the end of the season, I think they're going to be even better. So if you get rid of playing them now, I think it might be an advantage because, as I said, they're only going to get better now, surely. Yeah, I think uh, if you played them early, you, you've done yourself a huge favour. Um, certainly some honourable mentions in that um, Reds team. Um, Hunter Paisami. I tweeted it, but I think he's my favourite player to watch. He was playing first receiver. He was given deft touches at the line, throwing cutout passes, he kicked off both feet. Uh, and every single game this season, he has destroyed someone in defence. Um, I am loving watching the evolution no, um, of Hunter Post Army. We should have a, of a, a feature every week. Um, the athlete that Blake is going to swing off this week, uh, round four, Hunter Post Army. Yeah, swing player. Yeah, swing player. Swing well, swinger of the week. Boys, the I week. think I'm back. I think I'm back on Patea. No. Oh, he was outstanding. Yes, yes, he was. But front football against an opposition that's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, yes, he had an outstanding game, but he doesn't deserve swing of the week. Yeah, sure. Paisami does. And I, I swing in. Paisami. What's most pleasing, and you touched upon it very, very delicately, that we saw the emergence it's probably been occurring for a long time but the emergence of his kicking game in the gold jersey last year under use very very decent with boot to ball yeah and what excited me in this one was his passing game playing a bit of first receiver helping uh james o'connor out there which i yeah. thought isn't that fascinating and and holloway's the same like you think when they re- hit the level of super rugby and the wallabies that like this is the complete player but it's not man you are four years away from getting the dude that's going to change the game for you. And I reckon Gitto was the same when you rewind the tapes. It's the patience that's required that we as an audience you just don't have. Well, what about Pattaya? His kid's 21. Yes, yes. But, <laughs> fuck, it feels like he's been playing for four years, doesn't it? It does because he's that bloody good. Uh, and I actually had that reality check when they posted it was his 21st birthday today. Yeah. Of course he's inconsistent. You're meant to be at 21. Yeah, but yeah. we're the prisoner of the moment, aren't we? We just take everything at that moment in time. We don't take everything as... We're journalists. We're only as good as our last article. <laughs> oh, That's dear. exactly right. But it was good to see Patea in space, man. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. That try that he stood the full back up and ran. Oh, that was awful. The field. Like, no, man. I don't that, think that, I've that, ever that, seen him in, in that much space. That, that, that was embarrassing. That was terrible. That full back, what and is that, he doing? It didn't and even... that shot Patea put on. That is like that's just beautiful. That's what you want out of your fullback. Um, I thought he, him and Paisami were just outstanding. 
Um, and then Fluke, I know I was swinging off him last week, but I'm going to swing again. That kid does something exceptional every week. He's a slow burn, but he has got sky's the limit for that kid. Um, you know, I would have scoffed, why is Dalguna not in this team? Fluke's a freak, mate. He is a freak. Um, and I think James O'Connor had another Mr. Consistent game at 10. His goal kicking was off. Uh, but other than that, he was great. Um, they just what, they just shat the bed in the last 20. What about your mate at 15, mate? Coughing it up to make the scores level. Not 15, 14. Jock Campbell. Yeah, I shock, just I shock think Jock. He, the problem for Shock Jock is I don't think he's a winger. I don't think he's ever had a good game for Queensland on the wing. But he's an exceptional fullback. I think by um, that stage of the game, he was subbing in at, at fly half a couple of times. Yeah, I'd wonder, like to see a bit more of that. I wonder, it goes back to that question I asked a few weeks ago. And we were talking about it about New Zealand last week, but I wonder whether someone has actually had a quiet word and go, it'll be great to, for Pattaya to play at fullback. I think so. Like, yeah, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah. there was no reason why Jack Campbell should have been moved over to the wing, and he is not a winger. Um, great that we've talked about Pattaya playing fullback for a while, and he has got huge potential. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see next week when, uh, obviously, they go against the Brumbies, which, let's be honest, is a huge game down at GIO, um, who they actually play at fullback. Because for me at the moment, Jack Campbell is more secure under the high ball, better defensively. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see who they go with. I think you stick with Pattaya now. Do you? What do you reckon, Jason? Yeah. He was just that exceptional. There's holes there. There's holes there that a Brumby could fill. Oh, so maybe that's why I'm saying it. Um, all I'd say with the Reds, though, in this game is I really got the impression that um, here's a team of genuinely 15 exceptional individuals. I don't think many of them had a bad game, um, but they don't play as a collective. When you look at the Brumbies, even when James Slipper throws through that inside ball, Banks knew where to be because he knows the play. Slipper knew who to pass it to because he knows the play. They all seem to know what they're doing. The Reds still seem lost. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It feels like, oh, they're a young team. Oh, so-and-so was out. But it, it's been a long time they've had the same squad. So Just, just to wrap to be up, a lot, lot of heart in the draw too, to stay in it at the death after getting... You know, a bit slapped around round one, round two. A lot of heart, which is great to see. Now, I've actually got this next game, this game of the week for me. That Definitely is much more realistic. The much more realistic. is going down in the death at home, Richard. <laughs> at home. It's not really at where home, they, but yeah. Where their kids sleep. It is, yeah. Where they, where they garden and farm their own vegetables. First of all, I cannot believe the Blakes brought their kids into it. That's deep, man. That's, that's just uh, scandalous. Yeah. That's harsh, man. That's yeah, true. Actually. When somebody think of the children. Look, mate, the standout performances for me, I'm going to pin it on two. There's way more than two. But I was so impressed with Bryn Gatland. Like, mm, I, I was too. just it. I was shocked that he had a game like that in him. And the understated, and I've thought this for a while, and a guy who will probably never get the success in the all-black jersey, but Sean Stevenson can do some work. He can get his head down and get some work fucking I remember Brisbane 10s a few years ago, him just setting that field on fire. Um, A perfect figure. All right. Um, Any other country, he's the start winger, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Except maybe 
New Zealand and South Africa. Yeah. If he had a half Irish brother, he'd be in that joint. Mac Mason is, mate. I know. <laughs> what are we talking about? Of course yeah, he is. crazy. Can I, um, can I add in uh, uh, Kula? The number eight I thought was outstanding. That's, for the that's your favourite player this season, isn't it, Jim? It is. I'm big on the sour cooler. It sounds like a like an off cola, but it's 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 he, he's something to watch. <laughs> an off cola. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, he he is just uh, he was just outstanding. You know, just do the ball in hand, carrying defenders. Be and he was just he was just uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Not only him, but um, I thought that the forwards as a whole, you know, continue standard response of Ritalik and Sam Kane, um, yeah. you know, all of them, and the hooker as well, all of them played really, really yeah. well. And look, I, I did want to ask both of you, if I, if I can interject just before we go, because I had this one circled on the calendar as the sort of the last dance, you know. It, it was going to reveal who was closer to retirement, Whitelock or Ritalik. And, and based off of this, who do you think it is? Whitelock. It's got to be Whitelock, doesn't it? I just love Jim having to give props to Brady Richard. I know, it's outstanding. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> oh, um, God. Just to one say about the Crusaders before we push on, um, they weren't their usual self. They made a lot of very uncharacteristic uh, Crusaders mistakes, you know, throughout the game. I think it was uh, that they, they uh, uh, fudged a few try-scoring opportunities. So I think we need to take it, uh, you know, with a with a pinch of salt and say that this was an anomaly and we expect him to go back to, uh, to their level next week. But... Uh, you know, kudos to the Chiefs. Um, they did. They, they played fantastically well. A tough encounter to come back to the starting team for Mawanga. He he's well above that, but you know, it's a tough encounter to come and play eighty. Your first eighty this year. Mm. Um, well, while we're on New Zealand, should we talk about the tweet? Like, just ridiculous, uh, ridiculous, very unbelievably disrespectful, tone deaf, and. Whoever uh, was in charge of their socials needs to be fired, or fired because of it. I just have they uh, reneged it at all? Yeah, they wrote um, a, a kind of weak apology. It was very weak. Saying across all our platforms, we tweeted, "This is the All Blacks male team platform." So we were doing it from that perspective. We realise it's wrong for sure. Don't put a someone who's beat up their partner. Yep, it's probably probably a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, or someone who's rooting in the bathroom in an airport, probably a swing and a miss. Like, was it a piss take? I thought they they may have, and God, what do I know, but seen it as an opportunity to boost those profiles again, subtly enough, um, to give their character some some more weight. But it was heavily missed. You know? I, I like to think it was just comical ignorance in terms of, oh, that's a nice photo. Was another like someone, someone comically. Oh, of course, that's that. That is still disgraceful. But it would, it would upset me more if there was an intent to rebuild profiles or something like that. Um, either way, it's just disgraceful. And you look at some of the other teams, and look, I don't think anyone's looking to Australia uh, to rugby Twitter for a, a, a poignant International Women's Day post. Uh, but you can still get it. Right. Enough people. What are we is, talking about? That's where it needs to be the strongest. Well, that's what I mean. We need to change that culture, and 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 Jesus, they missed the mark, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. And and the issue is, and it's in the book, man. It takes a lifetime to build a culture. It takes one tweet, one piss, <laughs> one schooner to bring it all down. <laughs> You're not wrong, Chief. I can't wait to read this book one day. <laughs>
I, I'm really hoping that both Blake and I are in the foreword, just as uh, you know, someone's that, that inspired you to read this. Mo- book. Most of it's your words. <laughs> um, <clears throat> push on, Brumbies and the Rebels. Yeah, just with this, yeah. it just continued to uh, to demonstrate for the Rebels that uh, they're not quite there. Um, I, I hate to sound like a broken record and re- come on here and repeat it every week. And that's um, the issue, yeah. Um, we're just going to say the same thing. Um, I, I, yeah, Elof played well. Yeah, he scored a try. Scrummaged okay. Uh, but just the Brumbies were so much better um, in every facet, um, just in their loose play. And by the way, I'm not a huge Brumbies fan. I don't mind the Brumbies. But that orange shirt, by the way, was outstanding. Oh, that was very nice. Mm. I didn't like it at all. No, no. Oh, no, no. I thought the away jersey, the Brumbies was... Ugh. I mean, Samo looked outstanding. <laughs> Was there any um, as he always factor? does. <laughs> oh, he's he's tucked. He's respectful. Mm. Um, so I think just just uh, I feel bad. I just don't want to pile on the rebels again. But I just oh, I, I, I do. I just don't know what else to say. Like you know, they've got they've got Kellaway. You know, you look at that team. Kellaway, Kellaway, uh, Toh Mua, Joe Powell. You know, you got in there. Philip. You got Wells. You got Ulysses. Like you got Elof. You got players. Just. You, Hodge, you forgot you Hodge, Richard. Oh, you don't, yeah, Richard. Hodge. They all, everyone you name stinks. Bum. But they've all, but they've all Absolute had a gold. bum. Haven't they? Everyone yeah. just mentioned had a gold. So should we should we go through all of them? Oh, oh, I don't, I don't really want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to give them that much air. Time. They all they all stink, mate. Every person you named, maybe Philip is all right. Now, look, I think the big thing, which was clear as day in this game, is. Joe Powell can never start another game for the Rebels. Um, Saravi was 50 times the player that but, Joe Powell was when he came to the park. And I th- but then he come, comes on. They got two, well, the Brumbies were down and two props off and Saravi just takes a quick tap and tries to shove Reese Hodge down the, the narrow side. That's poor game management, man. Come on. Yeah, but at least he's, at least he's playing football. Joe Powell and Matt Tamua stink. Um, and I think at this point, you're obviously going to play Matt Tamua at 12 because, look, the Rebel centres, the talented Mr Ripley, they are not. Oh, um, that's funny. They are disgraceful. Um, so you're going to play Timur at 12 for a bit of something-something, but it should be Saravi and it should be uh, Jake Gordon at uh, uh, 9 and 10. Jake Sorry, Gordon. Carter Gordon at 9 and 10 uh, for the rest of the season. Pick and stick. Whatever uh, happens, eh? And the only forward who showed up remotely was Wells, uh, and, and, and it's sad, man. Here's a bloke who couldn't make the Tars, and now he's the Rebels' best player week in, week out. Um, it's crazy. On the Brumbies, though, we can't just gloss over the Brumbies. Can I just say, just last uh, I just thought Valentini was outstanding. Just last, thing the, on, just last thing on the Rebels for a second. It doesn't make sense to me, though, because I agree with your point, but it's also guys like Hardwick. Like, what has happened to him? He seems like he's regressed, you know, ridiculous about over the past few years. Like, I, 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 t- I disagree. I think Hardwick was brilliant when he came on. Oh, I agree. On the bench? I agree. No, I agree. He's he's, he is reg- I agree. He, he played well when he came on, but he's regressing I, being at the Rebels. I think it's just perpetual injuries, just niggering and... And, and not really being able to put a season together. That's his issue. Yeah. Um, what's Harwick on the bench for? What's Taylor Petty on the bench for? What's Saravi on the bench for? What's Gordon on the bench for? They should all be starting. 
Mm. Um, but even that's not going to help. Mm. They don't have the talent. They, they've got a million injuries, but they don't have talent. But my question for them is, for the coach, how long does he have? Um, I know it's his first season, but how long does he have? Yeah. Because they don't even remotely look like at any aspect of rugby union they know what they're doing. I, I think the thing is when you talk about it since his first season, I agree with that point, but it's not really because he was he was such an integral part of the fabric before that I feel like he's on short he's on a, a short shift or or you know borrowed time because of the connection he had with uh, Dave Wessels before. So I think you can't just take into account this. It's it's a bigger picture. So I don't think that long. Do the Rebels win a game this year? Yeah, I think they do. I think as much as they lost, I think as much as they lost, do they play? If they play uh, the Fijians again, I think they'll beat them. Let's have a look at the fixtures. Pacifica. They play Pacifica. Mm. They look good in there. I know it's just such a shame that the game got cancelled again. But yeah, that's that's a chance. That'll be a chance they, yeah. they can win. Yeah, it's embarrassing, and there is no short term fix. It's maybe it's just a matter of day, sitting down and and reading a book. Who knows? But. They don't have it coming in. Any um, any suggestions of, uh, of, of of books you'd recommend, Jim? Uh, there's plenty out there. Mm. <laughs> New York bestsellers, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the uh, other the other mention for the Brahmies, I just wanted to say Hooper. I think it was his run on debut. Um, last thing we need more Wilsons, Harrison, Harrys, and Hoopers. Uh, but Hooper was absolutely immense for the Brumbies. Um, I thought Frost was great too, but Hooper was just incredible. He was absolutely everywhere. And in exciting Brumby news, Darcy Swain has signed on for the next World Cup as well for the Wallabies, which I think is huge as well. A few um, signings this week. Parisi signing on. Great signs. Yeah, it looks like Reading's picked his squad, doesn't it? Mm. And it's a good squad. It, it's not a bad squad because I think that's what they say, right? Two years out from a World Cup, you really shouldn't be tinkering anymore. What they That's say. what they say. Isn't that chapter 12? <laughs> Good culture equals no tinkering. I got one more week to fit it in. <laughs> That's um, so that, uh, as a Brumbies fan, um, very, very excited. Uh, it feels like the Brumbies is catching everyone at a lull, but you can only beat who you can play. And the depth in their squad um, is just ridiculous. So I'm, I'm really excited for the Brumbies. They clearly rested a lot of players this game and it still looked like a very strong Brumbies team. Um, so bring on the Reds next week. Can't wait. Systems versus individuals. It's going to be a belter. Um, the first game of the round, boys, was Blues-Highlanders. What did you think of that one? Uh, Highlanders kind of threw it away literally at the end. They just couldn't keep hold of the pill at the end. And uh, I think, you know, the Blues ended up uh, coming through as winners. But uh, Highlanders disappointed with them, as I say, they went up early. But... Um, just couldn't finish it off. So well, can then, start yeah. a can start a game. The Highlanders, yeah, they can. <laughs> yeah, they can, but they can't clock it out. And look, the the Blues are a decent team here, man. They've yeah, got it, they got some nuts and bolts, and it's setting itself up for next week. Next week we have two <laughs> top of the table clashes going on. Next week's the Belter boys. Next uh, week is an absolute. Oh, belter. it's a good week. Should we talk Six Nations, or do we want to get straight into next week? Um, Richard, what's it like over there in the in the uh, in the continent? Uh, well, Oceania as a whole is, is pretty good. The there's, the there's, there's, there's the talk of the town is the Sharks lost to the Raiders at the weekend. Uh, I think that's a bit of a talk of the town right now. Um, in terms of England, like uh, yeah, 
obviously disappointed that uh, that they obviously lost to Ireland. Um, playing for such a ridiculous length of time with only 14 men is always going to kill you in that game. And it look a high shot. I can understand why he got sent off. So you know, it is what it is. No, no qualms it's, about that. It isn't. It's what it is. It's outrageous. It's the accident of it, not. I think. I think Jim asked me my opinion, Blake. I think it's just the the game's a joke. I, look, I agree with that point, but at the same time, I can understand why it was sent off. Why it was sent off. Uh, the other thing was to build, to not to make fun of Jim's point too much. It actually showed a, a good team spirit and that they obviously lasted that long and, and got as close as they did. So there may be some positives, but at the end of the day, uh, England could lose to France next week and finish um, you know fourth or fifth in this championship, and and that's not good enough. Um, there's too many players have chopped and changed um, in that squad. Consistency is non-existent. Um, and really don't know the Australia season in the in the uh, in the summer for England or the winter for us is going to be integral. You know who is he going to pick and, and what's the team going to look like? I really don't know because um, you know as I say, Six Nations not good enough really as a whole if we look at it really objectively, even with one game to go. The as- pendulum is just swung up there though. Like we talk about swinging, it's swinging up there too. Like the momentum is no longer with the gut with the uh, the rose. Sorry. No, but it hasn't been for a while. If you think about it, the last few Six Nations, they've been really uh, uh, inconsistent. Um, if you think about it, last year, they got very close to Tyler. The year before that, they finished like fourth, uh, uh, fifth out of sixth. So uh, there, the, the, the competition between the countries is so fierce. And there is a, a you know, a, it's paper thin, the difference between the two. But to be an elite team and get to the top of where Eddie Jones wants to get to, um, you need to be winning those close battles. And um, we're not, we haven't proved over the last um, three championships that we're able to do that. Look, and even if we beat France, and I don't expect us to do that, it still shouldn't paper over the cracks that are still there. And, I, and a lot of it does come back down to selection, and some of that's injury dependent, uh, but also style of play as well. But as I say, I'm excited by the Australian series, but it, it, it's going to be very close. Um, I think, but who knows? Mm. Look, I dare say you're not beating France next week. So. Oh, I watched. I watched the Wales France game. France they weren't very good in this one. No, they clung on. They clung on. And Wales had a huge chance to 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 win it. And again, they just didn't. Wales. Yeah, they Wales? just didn't execute. But to use not not to make fun, but again, one of you said good teams win when they play badly, and that in France was that the first time that that France had played badly, and they still managed to get over the line. And Wales, it was a huge improvement. If Wales played like that against England the week before, Wales would have been in England too. So Dan Bigger, uh, Dan Bigger fucked it up for him. That's what went down. Yeah, but Dan Bigger did actually play well for Wales in the entire time. Davis of the game. fucked it up for him. Yeah. Just dropped the ball over the yeah, line. I would yeah. say more Davis, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the competition, it's still amazing. And I know one of you tweeted it out. I still love the competition, the crowds, the atmosphere, mm. the intensity or ferocity of the, of the game. Lacks a bit of quality at times just because of that level of intensity, but just love it, you know. Yeah, and, mate, yeah. that's as close as we get viewing wise to a pack stadium. Like Principality was, was kicking off. It was like an Eminem concert over there. There was there was a couple though that weren't full this weekend. I saw, but even for not full, the crowds were still pretty immense. Uh, I mean, that's understandable in a COVID COVID climate. Look, I watched Wales France. I, I, I wasn't particularly impressed with either team. Um, it, was, it was actually a pretty low grade quality of football. I thought on display, but because of the crowds, which we just don't doesn't translate to Super Rugby at all. Everything feels dramatic. You know, even a knock-on or, or a scrum or the ball Ooh. spilling out. Yeah, there's just that drama. So 13-9 in a crappy game of rugby uh, where I thought both teams played fairly poorly. Um, Wales just can't attack, can they? They just no, they never have been able to, mate. They just can't attack. They should have 
they should have had this one. France were on the ropes. Um, but you're right, France didn't play well. Um, I think we should make just say, uh, an expert. When, uh, when Jim makes millions from his book, maybe, Jim, you could, uh, you know, pay for us to fly over to the UK just to watch a Six Nations game. Take your boys there, you know. Maybe that, that could Wouldn't be... Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. Get the vibe of it. Yeah. Um, and, look, I just wanted to say the England-Island one, you just got to address the red card. It is a red card under the framework, I agree. We, we don't want blokes getting hit in the head. Boring, yada, 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 yada. It's re- it just ruined the game in the first minute. Like I just... 80 seconds or whatever it is, 40 seconds? 58 like seconds. 58 like seconds, it, yeah. You can't, you can't outlaw accidents in a contact sport. You can't outlaw accidents in a contact sport. So you need... And what annoys me with the people that are pro these red cards, um, they take an all-or-nothing stance. They take the stance that if you're anti them, you want head clashes. No, just mitigate it after the game. Suspend them. Find the team. Do longer suspensions. There are other other ways you can mitigate it that don't involve uh, jeopardising the game. Um, and I just think it's it's uh, it's so sad and so disappointing. Uh, and it sort of sours soured that one for me. Um, you know, I love watching England lose, uh, but I didn't even get to enjoy it that much because those rules just ugh, kills me. Anyway, should we jump into the Super Rugby? Jim, yeah, you got those lines up for us? Yeah, hold on. Get those lines up. <laughs> yeah, I got the lines. All right. So, first game, Highlanders at Moana Pacifica. Hopefully, Ooh. this one goes ahead for a change. Yeah, big line, 18.5. So, I'd take, the, I'd take Pacifica. I don't think it's going to be as many as 18 enough. Yeah, me too. I don't think the Highlanders I mean, will start well. Yeah, I reckon it'll be about 12, anywhere between 12 and 15 maybe. So I don't we know reckon. they start out of a cannon, but historically, you look at Pacifica's history. After a game or two off, they, they actually play quite well. <laughs> <laughs> they don't back up. Well, we're not sure. Uh, but with some time off, they play well. Brumbies, Reds. What are the this, bookies have this one at? Now, I'm, but Brum, it's, it's, the line's one and a half, mate. But I'm going to put the Brumbies winning. This is my lock This is my on lock. So who's the favourite? The Brumbies are up, well, one and a half, are they? That's right. Yeah, I'd take that. I'd also take the Brumbies. It's it's a really fascinating game. The line it? the line is irrelevant. One and a half points. Oh, it's nothing. irrelevant. No, it's a it's a pick. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'd say pick. I'm taking the Brumbies. Yeah. Never never understood the line when it's one and a half, mate. Oh, I I I think it's just a fascinating game, isn't it? Because I think individuals, the Reds. Probably got better individuals. Team, the Brumbies are playing better. They're playing better systems at the moment. But last year, and I just think you have to consider that form. Last year, we saw, if you go back two years, the Brumbies had it. You go back last year, and it was clear that the the Brumbies couldn't match the Reds at scrum time. And, and the Brumbies couldn't recover from that. Um, and, and the Reds got a they won, they won everyone last year, didn't they? It's a year later, Matt. Yeah, a lot can happen in a year. Later. But I, I remember last year, I think I went Brumbies every time and they lost every single time. I think at this point, the Reds were a much better team last year. When this fixture came up on the calendar, they were legit. They're a much better team. This year, we're not seeing it. 
So one point. Oh, we they've played. They've played literally underwater every week except for this one. Who are you picking, man? Come on. I'm I'm so torn. I am going to go the Brumbies because of my heart, uh, but not with any confidence. It's not a lock for me. I, w- I won't be touching this one. Richie Rich. Yeah, I've already said I go Brumbies on this one. I, I just think I just think at home. I just think it's uh, it's it's a lock, as as a wise man said. So you're putting this down as a lock too? Good man. Oh. Next one, Drua Force, 7.5. 7.5. That's the line for the Force to win. I'm going to take the Force by more than 7.5. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Not by much though. That's Not surprising. by much. Um, I think the line's indicative of a Drua that beat the Rebels and, and, and almost beat the Reds. I think it's a fair line, um, but I think... The scoreline flattered them against the Reds. Yeah. Uh, I'd like it. Uh, so hopefully there'll be a lot of people will turn out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Crusaders boys, what's the uh, go, Jim? Jim so, so this is blown out a bit. Um, the, the Crusaders being heavy favourites, with the line only being 4.5, though. Now, the Crusaders are at home with a rich history of performances there um, and looking to settle the score a bit. Like, this is going to be an, an angered beast, you know? Yeah, I think... This uh, is a woken-up Snorlax. This is a problem. I think if uh, if the Crusaders hadn't lost, by the way, to woken Snorlax, uh, if the Crusaders hadn't lost, I think this would have been a different conversation. But the fact that they lost last week, uh, you know, COVID allowing, I think if they play their best team, I think the Crusaders win this by more than four yeah. and a half. I think Richie Moanga, 80 minutes into his season, is going to be better for it. I'm at the side of by more than five, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Any locks yet, Blake? Uh, that is crazy. Sorry. Hang on. I just looked at the next line for the Tars Rebels. That is ridiculous. You're taking my job. I am, mate. Sorry. He loves a punt, Richard. <laughs> he can't put no, he can't put anything numbers down, can he? I just He's love just it. gotta be involved. He's, He's just, just addicted. Love it. I just love numbers, mate. There's nothing wrong with it, all right? This is pie, <laughs> this is pie day, man, in America right now. Yeah. <laughs> This is huge, man. So they're a dollar ten to win, six fifty to win for the Rebels. The line's only thirteen point five. The line makes it interesting, though. The Rebels it? are so shit. Thirteen and a half. That's a big number. It's huge, brother. Uh, at thirteen and a half. The Rebels are pretty shit. Yeah, but at thirteen and a half, just for the record, I'll be tipping the Tars to win. But at thirteen and a half, I'd take the Rebels on that. I just don't see the Tars beating them by thirteen and a half. I don't see him blowing them out, which is ridiculous. Is Jake Gordon back? Anyone know the mail on Jake Gordon? No, I don't know the mail. No, no, mate. Talk of the town is he's not. No, he's not going to be back. <laughs> well, I think I'm on the Tars. The Rebels at thirteen and a half. It's a lot of points. They had just a lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah, it's at the SCG, mate. They'll get lost under those lights. And then pretty decent encounter here again, man. Canes and Chiefs. Yeah, that's a belter. That's a belter. There's there's three belters this weekend. Canes, Chiefs, Crusaders, Blues, and Brumbies, Reds. Hold on to your hats, boys. This is a 5.5 line with the Chiefs to win it. I think that's generous. Yeah, I'd bet bet the, uh, the Canes on that. Don't you think? Yeah, I'll take uh, the Canes. I might even take the Canes head to head on this one. I think you know I what? That, that's a lock for me. The Canes by less than, but they won't get done by more than six. Mm. I'm on the Canes here. That's a lock. Lock it, boys. I just don't know who they're starting. If Ruben loves running on at ten, 
issues. You know, that's my concern. I've said it. That's my concern, but I like your lock. Thanks. Um, what's your game of the week for next week? It's got to be Brumbies Reds. It has to, be, has to be. You guys, this Kiwi bias is, makes me sick to my stomach. Mate, Brumbies Reds. They're fucking fun games to watch. You stand by it. They're fun. Yeah, because they don't tackle or worry about the ruck. They tackle heaps. <laughs> all right. Well, good to see you all again. Yep. Yeah, Thanks, it's, boys. it's been unreal. It's, it's, you know, I love it, boys. I look forward to this every week. I do too. Now that it's so structured, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. That's good. I know. Just talk some more rugby. But uh, at the same time, same place next week. Same time, same place. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right. All right.